everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind. And I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Today, I'm sitting here in beautiful Costa Rica, and I'm feeling so blessed. It's uh, it's myself and seven other friends. We're here in Santa Teresa, which is this little, tiny, single-road surf town in like off the, on the west coast of, of, of the country. And this is my very first time in Costa Rica, and it is so beautiful. It's hot. Like right now, the sun is shining. It, it actually shines every single day. It's humid here, but like there's always a lovely breeze and I'm constantly listening to the sounds of all the tropical birds and the monkeys that live in the trees and all the sounds of the jungle. It, it's, it, the jungle literally surrounds our villa, which, by the way, is on like the side of this beautiful mountain sort of right on the top so we have this gorgeous view of the pacific ocean it it is gorgeous now i like i'm not trying to rub any of this in (laughs) but maybe i am a tiny little bit but it's it's just so beautiful here and i really i really feel great i feel great inside of my body it has taken a couple of days to sort of adjust to everything that's happened but (laughs) You know, for me, when I think about going on vacation, I typically want everything to go exactly as planned. And when I picture a vacation, I picture all of these things that are happening right now in this moment. Like I dream of all of these things. And I'm the type of person that wants things to go a certain way. And when they don't, like it does give me a bit of anxiety and and I do need to really be present in my body to let it go and go with the flow because, you know, it's it's expensive to go on trips. It's expensive to go on holidays. It's my time off as well. And I value my time above all other things. So I want to spend it the way I want to spend it. Right. Like, do, do you guys does any does that resonate with anybody out there? <laughs> However, with this particular trip, things didn't exactly go according to plan. Like this trip really kicked off with a bang. And to be honest, it, it like it was a huge adventure to get here. And by adventure, I mean like we had the most epic travel day of all time. And that is what I want to talk about today. I want to tell the story of our travel day from hell because, you know, Things went very wrong and it was hilarious and incredible that we all kept our wits and only projected good vibes through it all and we made it here and it's amazing. (laughs) But first, like, if you guys follow me on Instagram, then I'm sure you're watching me and all of my best friends having the time of our lives right now, like in a place that could arguably, arguably be the most beautiful place in the world. I'm posting stories of our daily shenanigans, of amazing food, beautiful sunrises and sunsets, 
our workouts, wine, cards, you name it, we're doing it. We're living it up. And the reason I'm saying all this is because I'm like truly living here. I'm with some of my most favorite people on the planet and they are my favorite because we're all like-minded and we're all able to live in the moment and enjoy each other's company and just be who we are. So if, if someone wants to sit and read a book, then they do that. And if someone wants to go surfing, then they go. And if someone wants to drink wine at 9 a.m., then they do that. <laughs> it's like a judgment-free vacation where everyone, everyone loves and respects each other. And that's why these people are my fave. <laughs> there is absolutely no drama. And I think that is how we made it through the 24 hours getting here. <laughs> It's <laughs> like I said earlier, we face some like several serious roadblocks along the way to get to this lovely, beautiful resort. And and those things could have ruined the trip um, or created bad feelings or drama that any one of us could have carried into this trip and held on to and, and, and carried through this week. But we didn't. And that that is just such a beautiful thing. So let's get into this. Oh my God. Okay. Where do I start? Um, this was epic. So, so, okay. I want to start by saying that the week leading into my vacation was pretty hectic and I'm not sure about you guys, but like for me, I have my own little business. So I was like working super hard to tie up all the loose ends so that I wouldn't have to work very much while I'm away. So I am working a bit. I'm posting it on Instagram and I'm writing stories, doing this podcast. It's all fun for me and that's great. Um, but leading in, I was, in other words, super busy. <laughs> On top of that, I had like this crazy staff party last weekend and I was up till 4 a.m. a couple of nights in a row. And I, I've been doing this like 21 day early damn days challenge. It's with at Chasing Sunrise. If you guys don't follow them on Instagram, you should. It's at chasing sunrise. And that's like this little challenge where I'm committed to wake up at 4.30 a.m. on weekdays for 21 days straight. And so the whole concept is to use that time in the morning to do things just for you. So I do things just for me. And it's crazy. Like, I don't even think like with all of that, with partying super late at night on the weekends and then waking up super early in the mornings on the weekdays over the last couple of weeks, like I don't think I've slept more than four hours in a night for the entire week. My schedule was way off, <laughs> but I, I was making all of those decisions with uh, a super positive attitude. You know, I was choosing to do this and live this way. And I, I did have positive vibes through it. Like I was having a really fun time just in full YOLO mode. So, so it was like, it was working for me. <laughs> In addition to all that, like I, I did work like 55 plus hours the, the week leading into to our vacation day. So so I was I was at the restaurant. I was doing um, as much extra stuff for my social accounts that I work for just to get ahead. And by the end of the week, I was actually starting to burn out a bit and become like a, a, an actual zombie. <laughs> I even sort of like felt dead inside a little bit like a zombie. I was like so super tired and hungry. Um, and, and, and trust me, I guess, because I, 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 I barely even had time to eat. And when I'm tired and hungry, 
I not only look like a zombie, but I also kind of smell like one and I probably want to kill you. <laughs> okay, maybe not to that extreme, but you know what I mean. Tired plus hungry equals not a good combo for me. <laughs> okay, so it's now Thursday of last week and I'm a zombie. I actually saw my girlfriend, Jen, and she was like, whoa, you look, you don't look very good. And then we laughed because it was true. I was like, even like a weird color sort of. She was like, I've never seen you look like this before. You look so exhausted, which I was. But anyways, then like, then what she told me was that last minute, so this is Thursday night, my roommate for the trip, Renee, had to bail. Renee, my roommate, was bailing. Oh, so this was like the first piece of like super bad news because I love Renee and we've been pumping each other up for this trip for like over a month and now she wasn't coming and I was super bummed out. But this news was like a double whammy bad news situation because originally we had eight people in our house, like in this villa that I'm in right now. And the cost was divided according to having eight people, like the capacity, but now we're down a person, so everyone was going to have to pay more money. And like, we're supposed to leave the next day on Friday at 5.45 a.m. So our flight was leaving in 12 hours, and one of the people in our group had to bail. So now, for the record, Renee had a bit of an accident. Like, she was tying up loose ends of her own and was getting ready for the trip, and she ended up slipping down a stair and she rolled her ankle super bad so we're talking about a major sprain here like possibly a ligament tear her her ankle swelled up like a giant grapefruit like it was bad I've I've seen a lot of sprained ankles in my life and this one was right up there with the worst and I've spoken to her today even which is like almost a week later and it's still very swollen she isn't in great shape so she was also devastated and I can see why. So she had to make a big decision of her own and she decided to ultimately bail because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak on her behalf, but I'll say, you know, that the decision was challenging and it, it ultimately was a very expensive trip for her to take just to sit around and, and not really be able to do anything. So for the record, we all tried to convince her to come. Okay. Everyone tried to convince her, but we love her and you know, she has to do what's best for her. And that was to stay home. So my roommate was out, our costs went up. Okay. And we're already on a super tight budget. So this could be bad for everyone. It's not like we all have an extra couple hundred dollars just lying around to contribute into something like this. But, you know, we just remained calm. <laughs> it did, it did leave us a little bit in a bind. However, instead of panicking, Amber and Jen, two of my friends who organized this trip, they started calling people. Like you can imagine, you know, Amber, her, you know, calling someone up and being like, hey, this might sound kind of crazy, but a spot just opened up in our place in Costa Rica. Do you want to come? We're leaving in 12 hours. <laughs> it was like insane. But the most incredible thing is that we have amazing, an amazing circle of friends and this amazing community of people that we love to hang out with and work with. And I think the first person that Amber called uh, one of her business partners in Toronto, her name's Lisa. Her response was, just just give me a second, okay? And next thing we know, Renee is out. Lisa is in. The day is saved and it's 6 p.m. on Thursday evening and we still haven't, I like, I still haven't packed a single 
item of clothing. <laughs> but no worries. Everything's good. We've got eight people. We're good to go. Phew. <laughs> Um, so at that point, like I hadn't even got home yet. Like, I'm not sure if you guys were following my Instagram last week, but I was at Mo Tremblant for this like grand opening of the Scandinav Spa last Wednesday and Thursday and the World Cup that was there. I was really busy. And the second I got back to Ottawa Thursday evening, I had to go take some videos for an account I work for. And I basically like walked into my house at 7.30 PM or something to take it, like just to, yeah, it was basically 7.30. I, I grabbed I grabbed some takeout um, food and was on basically a serious mission to power pack and get into bed early so I could at least have a few hours of sleep before my 4 a.m. alarm. <laughs> so I turned on some music, ate, poured myself a glass of wine, and started to pack. And at this point... Um, I'm a medium zombie person, but I'm feeling good and finally getting excited about the trip. Like I'm so busy, I wasn't even excited about it. And and then my phone starts going off, like text message after text message, like ding, 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 a lot. There was this group text with all of the travelers, like all eight of us that were going to Costa Rica on this big chat. And what was happening was that our flight from Ottawa to Montreal the next morning at 5:45 was actually delayed by like an hour. So that meant that we were going to miss our connection in Montreal to go to San Jose, Costa Rica. Ugh. So everyone was like, shit. Okay. So there was a couple of options. We could get a later flight and then miss our connection in San Jose and get into Santa Teresa one day later. So we would have to spend the night in San Jose we could just leave Ottawa the next day altogether and do the same travel plan, but like a day later, or we could get up early and drive to Montreal. Now, I'm not sure if you guys listening, um, if any of you listeners are like geography experts, but for those of you who don't know, Montreal is like a two hour drive from Ottawa where I live. So where we all live. So after um, about 500 texts, we all agreed that driving was going to be the best option. Then one of the girls in our party, Tiffany, the genius that she is, found this limo bus company that would drive us the one way in a limo for like 560 bucks. So that was like 60 bucks each, no hassle, um, one-way drive straight to the airport, plus they provided the champagne. So we were all sold, crisis averted, also like so funny. (laughs) So our Montreal flight left for San Jose at 7.15 a.m., which meant we had to get to the Montreal airport like around 5.15 a.m. roughly. And therefore we had to meet our limo bus at 3.15 a.m. in Ottawa. And at this point, it was 10 p.m. Thursday night. I was almost packed. But then I was like doing this calculation thinking like I need to set my alarm for 2.30. Like, do I even go to bed? Oh my gosh, what the hell should I do? And then I just decided like, yo, I definitely need to sleep because I was a freaking zombie. And because I felt like two, like two and a half to three and a half hours was better than nothing. So I did get to bed at around 11. I probably doze off closer to midnight Thursday, 
evening, set my alarm for 2.30 a.m. Friday morning, pre-booked an Uber for 3 a.m. to come get me and bring me to Amber's house because Amber was the most central for everyone. So the limo picked us up there. Oh my God. (laughs) So my alarm goes off and it was painful. (laughs) But somehow I managed to drag myself out of bed and I got moving. Like positive thoughts, positive thoughts, positive thoughts. One foot in front of the other. Brush your teeth. Grab your passport. Don't forget anything. Maybe, I don't know, drink some water or something. <laughs> like, I don't even know what happened. I was completely not present in my body during this time. It was more like I was on autopilot. But somehow I got all my shit together. And what do you know? My Uber was exactly on time. So I was off at 3 a.m. on Friday morning to start my travel day. Hoy. So we picked up, like in my same Uber, we picked up my friends Jen and Phil on the way, and they were also zombie-ish, but we arrive at Amber's at like exactly 3.15 a.m. Perfect. We got to the limo bus, which is hilarious because it's like a disco in there. Oh my God, with the lights. Oh, and we, we realized that everyone was in the limo waiting except for Amber and Dave themselves. And, you know, we're looking at into their house and all their windows are pitch black. So they're definitely not awake yet. <laughs> okay, don't panic. <laughs> Let's just do a little break and enter into their house and wake them up. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Shortly later, uh, I guess like maybe 10 minutes later, Amber and Dave, they're in the limo, zombies themselves. Um, we were only about 15 minutes late, but hell, we're going to Costa Rica. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> we're all here. Let's go. So the limo driver, he gets going. He takes the weirdest route ever to get to the highway. We're all kind of like questioning what the heck is this guy doing? But anyways, we get on the highway, champagne's being pour- poured and passed around. And we're all just chilling. Um, I made, I actually made a personal decision not to drink. I wasn't feeling all that well like plus I I all I could think about was sleeping on the plane so I didn't want to be like drunk or anything but no problem nobody cared we all just hung out in the limo when we're on the highway headed for Montreal and all of a sudden the driver starts to drive off the highway so you know those like rumble strips that are on many multi-lane highways I I know they're in Canada I'm not entirely sure if they're in other countries, but they have these rumble strips. And the purpose of them is to let the driver know that you're too close to the edge or to wake you up if you've like fallen asleep or if you're just not paying attention to the road. So we're in this giant 26 passenger limo bus ripping over the rumble strips. And the driver just sort of like snaps out of it and like drives back um, onto the highway. And it wasn't like a big deal, but it put all of us on alert. Like it was actually really scary for me because I I thought the driver fell asleep for a second. Like I'm pretty sure he did. He was behind a screen so he couldn't really see him. But his reaction time was very slow and then he like jerked back. And my only conclusion was that like he was also like a hungry zombie. (laughs) Anyways, so now we're all on sort of like high alert in in the limo, trying to, you know, remain calm. When all of a sudden we ran over something. Like it was something relatively big because I felt I felt it like underneath the tire, which was like sort of under my seat. 
Um, it made a pretty decent bang of a noise, but we're all like, what the hell was that? And then concluded that it must have been like a chunk of snow or ice that had possibly fallen off a truck or maybe it was a small animal or we, we didn't really know. But the driver didn't slow down. He didn't skip a beat. We we're all just kind of like looking around like, oh, you know, anyways, not to worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> I think we we're like a little bit sketched out when all of a sudden there was a massive bang, okay? The bus smashed into something big. We couldn't tell. And all of a sudden we were running over it. Like the limo bus jerked up, bang, bang. And all of us in the back, we sort of like flew out of our seats a little bit. And then there was like nothing. And the driver kept going. I swear to God, he did not even put the brakes on for a second or like slow down for a second. But this time we're all like, what the hell was that? Like stunned and and grateful we were alive. Like we hit something and it was like a hit and run, but like we needed to know. So we're like tapping on the screen asking the driver like, what's going on? And he literally like turned his head towards us and he said one word. He said, deer. (laughs) He was a man of very few words. (laughs) We were all like, instantly like oh my god we hit a deer oh my god are you okay is the deer okay like should we stop like what what's going on is the car okay are we gonna be okay like we couldn't believe we hit this freaking deer but the the limo driver just like turned his head towards us again and he was like i'm good (laughs) oh my god we hit a deer so just and he just kept driving like nothing happened it was super intense we all kind of felt bad for the deer so So we said a little prayer and like sent some dear, like dear love, some loving energy and and just sort of sat there in silence for a while, like sort of like stunned and confused. And thank God we didn't actually crash. Like, could you believe that if after all this, we were like stranded on the side of the highway or some or worse, like it could have been really bad. Unfortunately, I hear stories of people hitting deer in Canada like all the time and it can be catastrophic. Um... But in this case, the driver didn't even flinch. It was crazy. Oh my God. Okay. So fast forward about another half an hour. We finally make it to the airport alive. Thank God we unload the limo and I was really curious. So I went and checked out the front of the vehicle. I wanted to see like how much damage there was because we, we like smashed into this thing. It was a big guy and oh my God, the entire front bumper was gone. It was gone. 100%. It was just the frame of the vehicle. The entire front part of the limo bus was gone. It was shocking. We were all like, oh my God. We walked into the Montreal airport and started to die laughing. Like how the hell has all of these crazy things happened to us? And we're here on time. We made it. We're alive. It was finally time to laugh about it. And it was also time to eat. (laughs) Yay. So we check in. As we're checking in, actually, I realized that we all realized that one of the the people in our group has um, his flight booked actually under his wife's last name. She made the booking months ago and somehow there was like a glitch. So this couple had a massive problem in front of them and they spent a long time at the customer service desk. Ultimately, the guy had to pay $900 to fix the problem. So $900 later, can you believe it? He, he essentially 
had to rebook his flight because of this name situation. They wouldn't just change his name, even though it was his credit card. Like there were so many reasons why it would be easy for them to change it, but they wouldn't. He had to buy a new flight. They said he might qualify for a refund, but still like it was very stressful. Like if that was me, I wouldn't have been able to go. I don't think it would have been tragic. It was a bit over way too. It was way too much over my budget, but Thankfully, he was like in full YOLO mode and just decided to go with the flow and book his flight and deal with it later. Then this other girl in our party had her flight rerouted through Toronto. So she wasn't even with us flying to San Jose anymore. Like this would have made her miss her connection. And like, she's like, no way and needed to fix the problem immediately. So, you know, she had to deal with some customer service issues as well. Um, But finally, the airline did put her back onto our flight originally. And it was just a bit stressful or it could have been more stressful than it ended up being. We, it was one thing after the next, there were so many little roadblocks with our group. However, at no point did anyone really panic or get pissed off or like start making a super big deal out of this situation. We all just kind of like went with the flow and I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, universe, when is this going to turn around? This we're we, I can't wait to get to Costa Rica. <laughs> and I, when, it, when, when is this going to get easy? You know, like how, show me. <laughs> so we go through security, fine, eat, perfect, delicious. And it's like something like 6.45 a.m. at this point. And I head to the gate to board the flight. And I'm one of those people who has uh, travel status with my airline because I used to travel a ton uh, with work up until last year, I guess. And one of the perks was, is travel upgrades. So I didn't get an upgrade when I checked in or anything, but as I was literally like walking up to the counter to board the plane, cause we were boarding, a lady got on the loudspeaker and was like, could Miss Curry Lowitz please come to the Air Canada counter at gate 457? I was immediately like, yes, I got upgraded. And what do you know? I go to the desk and sure enough, the lady hands me my new boarding card and she's like, you've been upgraded in the flight because they've oversold the main cabin. And I was like, yes, finally, my day's starting to turn around. Thank you, universe. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was like, yay. But then all I could think of was this is gonna be the best sleep on a plane I've ever had. First class is so great because the seats are roomy and they recline and basically turn into a bed. And oh my God, I'm so excited. I love first class. and. I must have manifested this somehow and this is amazing and I can finally rest easy. Yes. So as I was like checking in, my best friend, Amber, like my best friend ever was, um, she was right in front of me in the line, uh, when I was about to like scan my boarding card to board and they scanned her boarding card and the lady was like, Oh, that's weird. And Amber's like, what? She's like, you don't actually have a seat on this flight. Okay, so this is like my best friend going to Costa Rica. She's like, um, no, I paid for a premium seat and the number is right on my boarding card right there. That's my seat. But the lady was like, no, that's not your seat. You know, you, you're you not in the system there. And oh my God, here we go again. So Amber just tells me, Elisa, you go board. I'll figure this out. I'll see you on the plane. So I was like, are you sure? Like, do you want me to stay? Like, and she's like, no, 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 go on the flight. So I was like, okay, fine. I go on the flight, get in my seat and I close my eyes and I am like, okay, 
I'm settled. I'm here. The next thing I know is Amber is sitting directly behind me in first class. (laughs) She sits down, like pops her head around. She's like, hi. And I was like, hi, did they upgrade you or something? Like, this is amazing. And she's like, no, but they gave my seat away and I'm not happy with the new one because I'm not sitting with my husband. So I'm just going to sit here in first class until they kick me out. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is like classic Amber. Like, My girlfriend is literally one of the funniest people I know. And I, like, I turned around. I was, like, wiping the tears from my eyes. I was laughing so hard. So, so I'm in first class and Amber's trying to sneak into first class. And then, then they, like, close the airplane door. So this means that officially no one else is coming on the flight. So the seat she was sitting in or that she stole or whatever, however you want to say it, it didn't actually belong to anyone. And and the flight attendants didn't kick her out or anything. She was just like owning it. She like sat down as if it was her seat. In fact, they came over and offered her an iPad for the flight and like took her food order. And we're sitting there like dying laughing. <laughs> it was like, and then the plane starts moving and it takes off. <laughs> and we feel like she's in the clear. So we both close our eyes and like power sleep for over like two hours. I I woke up feeling fresh. So does Amber. We still feel like she's safe sitting there. And we honestly like, like, I can't believe that she just sat down in first class with no boarding pass and no one said anything about it. It was hilarious. So I actually moved behind, like she sat behind me. So I actually moved out of my seat uh, to sit beside her and we ate like our first class meals and we started watching a movie and like, like still absolutely nothing. Like they didn't say anything. So halfway through the flight, we decide that she's definitely safe and that we're good. And Amber is probably one of the very few people on the planet to sneak into first class on a commercial airline effectively. And so we celebrate with some wine (laughs) and all these like, you know, crazy bad things happened and, you know, we just handled it all super well. And then it turned out to be an amazing flight for both of us. And we were able to enjoy ourselves and get a great sleep and laugh until we cried. Like I literally laughed so hard over this situation, like until I was crying, like I was dying. I was crying real tears of glory. <laughs> Maybe this story isn't actually funny to any of you, but like to us, we were, it was the best. Oh my God. Costa Rica, 2018. Here we come, baby. <laughs> okay. So the next thing that happened on the plane was the captain's like, okay, we're about to land. Let's prepare the cabin for landing. So the flight attendants, they all come out like this one, the flight attendant, she comes out with this manifest and she starts at the t- front of, um, of, of the, of the first class cabin. And she starts thanking everybody by name. So she's looking at the name of the person sitting in the seat and is like, Mr. Tom Jones, have a great, thank you for flying with us. Have a great time in Costa Rica. And then she'd look at the next person and be like, Mrs. Whatever. And she was coming down the aisle and me and Amber were like, Oh my God, Amber, you're not on this manifest. Like you're not in the seat. And so the lady comes up to Amber and she looks at her and she's like, Mrs. Fraser. And Amber's like, uh, and like stares directly at me. And I look at the flight attendant and I'm just like, um, you know, we're in different seats. Remember I moved like I'm, and I showed her my boarding card. I'm like, I'm supposed to be in three F, but now I'm in four F. And she's like, 
oh, Curry Lowitz? No, you're supposed to be in 3A. And I was like, it was all so confusing. And the lady's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you girls have a great trip in Costa Rica. Enjoy yourselves. And then she like moved on to the next group. And me and Amber were like, that could not have gone better. (laughs) She didn't question us whatsoever. It was the most insane thing. We died laughing again. We got off the flight. We're in the clear. We made it to San Jose. (sighs) It's so warm. You like, you walk off the plane and it's like, humid tropical weather it was just glorious and at this point there's like one tiny flight to go and this like this is kind of the next flight was was intense (laughs) it's like the sketchy little 10-seater airplane so basically the size of like a minivan and we were all just so like exhausted at this point that we all don't seem to care that the plane is like bouncing around the air over the Costa Rican mountains and over the ocean. And well, actually I cared. My palms were like literally sweaty. <laughs> like I was, I was like uncomfortable, but then afterwards, actually we spoke all about it and everyone was a bit scared. But at the time we were like, like no one said anything. We just like, we couldn't do anything about it. So we just sat there in this like flying minivan and the plane eventually landed on one wheel and then came to like a bouncing final touch down at the Tambor airport. I don't know if any of you guys have flown into the Tambor airport, but like you, he turned the the little mini van turns off onto like a gravel road. So the, the, the plane's driving down a gravel road and it lets you out at basically a fence. And that's where like the taxis are waiting. And a man with, there's like a man with a cooler selling beers. <laughs> it's, it's very authentic Costa Rican living. So we get off the plane. Um, we all cram into this, like an actual minivan taxi thing and, and make the 30 minute, 35 minute drive down a singular dirt road highway all the way to Santa Teresa. And it is a beautiful drive. And I I tried to soak up every ray of sunshine. Uh, It was such a beautiful countryside. Um, It was to all of our delight and surprise that our Airbnb was 10 million times nicer and more luxurious than we could have ever imagined. Like we pull up to this villa on this mountainside and FYI, we are neighbors with Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady. Um, I know they're not in town right now because Tom Brady has a, an important game coming up, I guess. <laughs> and we, we have this outrageous pool, outdoor living space, and everyone has their own bedrooms and bathrooms and the kitchen is huge and we have air conditioners for the nighttime. So for sleeping only, but Oh my God, there's an outdoor shower. You name it, this place has got it. We we finally made it to Costa Rica. And that first night, after all that crazy travel and crazy ordeal, like after we got all settled in, poured some wine, sat around debriefing on the day. But what basically happened is that we all watched the sunset together, laughed our asses off, and we just had like an early night. And finally, like we retired to our rooms. I got into my PJs and laid in my bed and I took a deep breath in and that was it. I was dead asleep. Like I actually took one breath and was asleep. (laughs) I was exhausted. 
Now, I'm in no way complaining about this whatsoever. Like after everything is said and done, I felt so appreciative of the friends that I have and of where we are and of living this amazing life. Like if this entire situation had happened 10 years ago when I was married to my ex-husband or even five years ago when I was just starting to change my perspective on life and shift into a more you know conscious awareness, things would have been a hell of a lot more stressful. Like I would have been so worried for everyone, including myself. Like I would have, I wouldn't have been able to relax. I would have been ridden with anxiety from the moment Renee rolled her ankle and had to bail. Like even Lisa, like when she took her place, it would have been stressful for me because Lisa is not Renee and I don't know her very well and she's going to be my roommate now and things aren't going to be 100% according to plan. It would have made me, me very uncomfortable back then and therefore I would have expressed this and I would have complained and I would have wanted sympathy from friends and family and I would have started this drama cycle I would have been so pissed off that our flight was delayed and that we had to take a, a bus to Montreal like that's such bullshit and fork out some more money and see like the negative side of it oh it's so early I have to get up earlier I need my sleep I, I would have had to pay the extra $60. This is a huge hassle because my airline can't get their shit together. You know, something like that. Like I would have taken that road and then we hit the deer and I probably would have like white knuckled the entire rest of the trip, like praying to God that we didn't die, staring at the window, watching for a deer like a hawk. I would have been like very stressed in that situation. Plus back then with the partners that I had been with, like meaning my boyfriends, I, I'm here solo, singular, but if I was with a boyfriend, you know, that would have made things even worse because the partners I had, you know, they would have needed my support, that they, they would have needed support for their own stresses and they would have demanded my energy, which I don't have to give in that scenario, but I would have given it and depleted myself even more. Like, do you see where I'm going? <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Can you imagine situations in your present life that can be handled completely different with or differently with a different mindset? And are you able to recognize when you create additional drama in a story to make it suit your need for attention and for more drama to feel important? Uh, to continue that cycle of drama in your mind that you need to keep telling yourself that story or you need to be right, the need for others to be wrong, um, the victim in you calling out, poor me, oh, poor you, you must have been so angry, you must have been so afraid, etc., etc. Like when the reality is that there, it is what it is. What happened, it happened for a reason. And yeah, there was like moments of alarm, like, oh my God, but... I, I believe the universe is constantly giving us exactly what we need in life. And in this case, everyone in our group needed to band together, support each other, and just go with the flow. There was like no right or wrong. There just was. It is kind of a travel day from hell, but it could have been so much worse. And it just makes me so grateful that I was with the people that I was with. And I'm in a time and in a present state that... I'm able to let go of, you know, those, those anxieties and those stories of drama. There's no right or wrong. 
There, it just is. And sure, some people spent more money than others. <laughs> and some people had to do a bit more organizing. And some people needed to make an insurance claim or two. <laughs> All of us had zero sleep. All of us were living on the edge of glory. And we also all had a sense of calmness that everything was going to be okay. And guess what? Everything was okay. Everything is okay. It's better than okay. That first morning when I woke up in Costa Rica, I almost forgot where I was. And, and then I was greeted by these crazy howler monkeys that basically sound like a horror movie. So if anyone's ever in Costa Rica and hears them like, Whoa, like it's it's pretty intense. They scream as though there's someone being axe murdered in the dark, scary tropical forest. <laughs> but I just sat outside. I drank my delicious coffee alone outside, kept my cool and watched the sunrise. It was it was so beautiful. Then after everyone, you know, woke up, we we went down to the beach, we played in the water, we hung out looking like over the glory of the Pacific Ocean. And right as we were about to leave, we all saw this gorgeous humpback whale come to the surface for a breath and like flap its tail up in the water. Like we saw a whale. It was magical. And that is why life is so good. It's those little things that excite me, that give me life, that brought all of us life. And we saw a freaking whale, people, on day one. Like, what are the chances of that? It was so cool. (laughs) So what's next? Well, that's a great question. We are now starting in the yoga retreat, which is the reason we came to Costa Rica in the first place. Today, um, Wednesday, is day two of seven of the yoga Pura Vida trip. It's with Pure Yoga Ottawa. And I'm already learning so much. I am deepening my connection to myself, to the universe, and detaching myself from outcomes that I cannot control. I think that I'm learning a lot about attachment and detachment here. And I want to continue to let that sit with me and, and keep learning And, you know, what attachment and detachment does to the ego. And it's very interesting. I I love that I'm able to sit outside and just ponder all of these things and question them completely judgment-free and just connect to my thoughts and bring awareness to what is real and what is not. It's so magical. It's, It's exactly what I need in this moment. And I'm so grateful to do this here in this beautiful country. I'm, I'm still here for another five days, so I'm going to continue to soak up the sun and live it up with my best friends in the whole wide world. You can catch all of our shenanigans on my Instagram story if you want. I post them daily on my at Elisa Curry Lowitz account. Also, just one little housekeeping item. If anyone's interested in coming to Costa Rica for Pura Vida Yoga Retreat 2.0, There's a second one hosted by Amber, Jen, and Tiffany, the same girls that are doing the one here, my best friends. It's happening in March. So DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at alisacurrylowitz at gmail.com, and I will forward you to the right place. There's still a few spaces available, but it's going to sell out. So act fast. Anyways, that is my crazy trip That is the start of my amazing, magical Costa Rican vacation. I am so blessed for this life. 
But that is all for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you'd like to support me further, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It will help others find the show and, you know, keep spreading the good vibes. Have a lovely day, everyone. I sure will. I know that. I'm going out into the sun right now. (laughs) Until next time.